You're listening to the Small Cap Spotlight on PublicWire.com, your number one source for small cap market news. Now, here's your host, Dave Donlin. Hello and welcome. This is Dave Donlin, a host of the Small Cap Spotlight podcast, heard exclusively on PublicWire.com, the number one source for small cap market news. Every week, the Small Cap Spotlight podcast provides valuable insight into today's financial markets and a unique perspective by featuring company CEOs, authors, newsmakers, and many more. Today, our guest is Paul Travers, president and CEO of Vuzix Corporation, trading under the ticker symbol VUZI. But before we speak with Paul, we do need to tell you that publicwire.com contains stock alerts, ideas, and or featured stock reports and podcasts such as this one, which are intended to be educational in nature, not investment recommendations. Please do your own research before investing. Publicwire.com is not a registered broker, dealer, or financial advisor, nor do we hold ourselves out to be. All materials presented on our website and individual reports released to the public through this website email or any other means of transmission are not to be regarded as investment advice and are only for informative purposes before making a purchase or sale of any securities featured on our website or mentioned in our reports or podcasts such as this one we strongly encourage and recommend consultation with a registered securities representative this is not to be construed as a solicitation or recommendation to buy or sell securities so let's get to our guest because that's the juicy stuff that's why we're here our guest is paul travers Paul is our special guest today. Paul is president and CEO of Vuzix Corporation. Vuzix is a leading supplier of video eyewear and smart glasses products in the consumer, commercial, and entertainment markets. Vuzix products include personal display and wearable computing devices that offer users a portable, high-quality viewing experience, provide solutions for mobility, wearing displays, and virtual and augmented reality. Vuzix holds 39 patents and 10 additional patent pending and numerous IP licenses in the video eyewear field. The company has won Consumer Electronics Show Awards for innovation for the years 2005 to 2014. We'll be talking about the Consumer Electronics Program uh, later on here uh, in the interview. And they've also won several Wireless Technology Innovation Awards, among others. Founded in 1997, Vuzix is a public company trading V-U-Z-I, the ticker symbol. They have offices in Rochester, New York, Oxford, UK, and Tokyo, Japan. Paul, thanks so much for joining us today. I guess my first question is is regarding Vuzix. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the company. Yeah, David, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Vuzix, we've been in the uh, in the wearable display marketplace for some time now. You know, we started in the defense space. We were making night vision engines for thermal weapon sites and the likes for companies like DRS and Raytheon. We became one of the number one suppliers there. And in that process, the government came to us and said, look, we've got the ultimate wearable tech guys here. This was, again, in 1997. And they said, look, they're carrying 200 pounds of gear in the field. When they open up their laptops, they light up like a Christmas tree, as you might imagine, for a special forces guy. That's not a great thing. Can you help us reduce the size, weight, and power of all of these systems? And the way we think we could get there would be with a pair of glasses, but the key is, could we make the glasses look like Oakley sunglasses? And they called it the Oakley Gate, actually. And since then, Vuzix has been working on the technology to actually get through that Oakley Gate. We, um, we introduced in 2005 or four, I think, our first consumer pair of glasses. And I will admit that these things look like you came off the Starship Enterprise. They were big and bulky, but they allowed you to take your iPod at the time, which did put out video on a little teeny tiny screen or over a video output jack. 
with these glasses on, you could watch a big screen experience, even though it was low res and you looked pretty, pretty out there doing it. Since 2005 to today, we put out a line of consumer products. Every single year, they win at the Consumer Electronics Show. This year, it should be no different. It should be an exciting show coming up in January. And about a year and a half to two years ago, we kind of switched our focus from just passive viewing devices to these smart glasses style devices. And, and for Vuzix, we really believe in the long-term vision here. We think, we think this has the potential to replace the cell phone, but today – these devices are kind of odd looking. It's okay if you're in a field service or you're in a warehouse, they work great. They can save you a lot of money. You know, they can get a definite return on investment. So they're amazing tools. And so our first focus for our smart glasses has been on the enterprise space. Um, we've been shipping product in that space, which I can share with more a bit here down the, down the interview. And, and in that space, we're making great success. That's where we see the bulk of the business. Our focus, though, in the long run is going to be moving back into the consumer space. We have products that are for passive viewing with amazing large screen HD experiences that are coming. Um, and ultimately, we're going to make a pair of glasses that look just like sunglasses, crossing that Oakley gate. We're talking about uh, current wearable technology. And, and, Paul, why don't you give us a little bit of an idea of how big is the current wearable technology marketplace and what type of growth do you see? Well, you see and hear all kinds of numbers from the Gartners to Deloitte, and it's in the billions and billions of dollars. And, and I'm not going to argue with that. I, I agree and feel that this technology is sort of the next step in what's happening in mobility today. I mean, we went from big bulky cell phones to smartphones that are replacing your PC on your desktop even today. And now what's happening is people are connecting those smartphones to peripherals and wearable technology. And ultimately, you can see that rolling right into the replacement of the smartphone itself with these integrated wearable technology devices. So imagine a market that's as big as the cell phone space. That said, it really is going to start just like it did in the cell phone market it started in industry, and that's where Vuzix is seeing most of the uptake today. It's an easier problem in some ways and more difficult in others. You know, from a look and feel perspective, it doesn't matter as much. Um, but from the perspective of being able to put in a full eight hours day, it's a hard problem to solve. And But that's that's where Vuzix has made our focus today. <clears throat> and in that market, it's in the billions of dollars on an, on an annual um, potential. Interesting. As far as the, the competition, I guess the big competitors out there would be Google Glass, Oculus. How does Vuzik uh, differentiate themselves from Google Glass or Oculus, as an example? Yeah. So in the case of Google Glass, Google built that product for the consumer space. Their goal was to push and pull information from the user. And, you know, quite frankly, the concept behind that was good. The issue is one of the way it looks. And people who put on Google Glass, they, they really got to be into it or, or, or like the kind of geeky look that it provides. When you, when you move a Google Glass into the enterprise space, in many cases, it just falls down. It's not designed to do the heavy lifting kind of stuff like streaming video on, on, on an all-day event or doing augmented reality stuff where you might look at barcodes in boxes in a warehouse and you don't even have to open the box because by looking at the barcode, the software that's running in the glasses just tells you what's inside the box. Our glasses were designed for that. They're also designed for the, the kind of you know, prosumer marketplace. 
you might imagine, you know, you're, you've got your GoPro out there and it's pointed at you as you're doing your golf swing and you can see the person doing the golf swing yourself so you can improve your golf swing. Um, you can use it for hiking. You can – there's just so many applications, map my ride kind of stuff. So it can do the heavy lifting kind of stuff in the prosumer side of the space. And in those areas, again, it's, it's, you don't, it's not about a fashion statement. So about music versus Google – we're pointed at the enterprise space. We're pointed at a more durable, long-lasting device that can do standard Android applications. In the long run, the consumer space, we think, has to look like a fashion statement, which is where we're going. Um, as far as Oculus goes, the product that they make is really designed for people that are going to be in the corner of their living room, you know, stepping inside the virtual world. And, and I believe it's going to make some wonderful experiences, but it's really got a narrower marketplace. You can imagine – wearing a pair of Vuzix glasses, walking down the street in France, and all the French signs that you're reading are in English through the glasses. Um, that's a tool you can use any place, walking anywhere, mapping information where you just look down and the map data shows up on the road in front of you. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of different kinds of products in the wearable tech space. Vuzix is pointed at the mass market, ultimately, potentially a replacement even for the cell phone, and to start with any enterprise space, which is completely different than the two competitors you just mentioned. Yeah. The, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with Oculus. Uh, obviously, in the news recently, Facebook purchased them for $2 billion. Do you see Vuzix as an example, as a potential buyout candidate, Paul? Yes. I mean, that could happen at some point in time. I also feel that the markets that Vuzix are going after are bigger and the potential opportunity is larger than with what you might be able to do with an Oculus. You know, you think about it. Oculus is designed for your living room, sitting at home. It's, it's not going to be used in everyday life. When you're a person that gets up in the morning and you put your glasses on first <laughs> and you walk out of the house and you're using them through the day, uh, it's a much bigger opportunity. So, yeah, we, we do see a potential buyout opportunity. You know, we're building relationships with companies like Lenovo and they're coming to Vuzix for a reason. Um, so, yeah, the buyout and some really close relationships with, again, companies like Lenovo that are building at Vuzix. In the enterprise space, similar kinds of relationships for Vuzix. We have a working relationship with companies like SAP and Salesforce.com, as we were talking about before we started this uh, the interview here. With SAP, they're like one of the largest ERP, MRP cloud service provider for companies today. They, they provide the back-end services for things like accounting for what's going on in your warehouse, field service, those kinds of things. And there's a big initiative at SAP to connect people mobile to that information that's in the cloud. And they're working with Vuzix to do that, again, because we're one of the leaders in the space. Sounds great, Paul. Can you give us a, a little bit more background on uh, what the company's doing right now with, as an example, Salesforce and Lenovo? Sure. You know, Salesforce.com is, is also one of the largest players in the, in the sort of back-end support for companies today. Um, much like um, SAP, one in the, I think they're one in two, actually. So Vuzix currently has a relationship with the, the two top dogs in this regard. And the Salesforce.com relationship is just getting started, although it's supplying solutions on a sort of a different side of the business. It's, it's you've got salespeople. They need connected information, mobile, you know, that sort of thing. So stand by on that one. On the relationship with Lenovo, you know, they're the number one PC supplier on the planet today. And they've been working on their own smart glasses for a while, and they, they wanted to get in the game sooner rather than later. They did an analysis with competing solutions in the marketplace, and they came to Vuzix and said, look, will you partner with us to do this? 
And, and so, of course, Buzix looked at that opportunity with open arms. And over the summer, we made an announcement where we gave Lenovo um, exclusive in the Chinese marketplace. They're something like 75% of the tablets and laptops that are sold in China are sold by Lenovo. Wow. Um, you know, China is a big, I mean, the whole country is about manufacturing today. And so you might imagine from an enterprise perspective, there's great opportunities in China. And Lenovo has been working very hard on building an ecosystem around Vuzix's M100 smart glasses. So they've kind of really adopted us. They, they're, when you turn on a, an M100 Vuzix smart glass, it's as powered by Lenovo when it comes up. So it's really cool. Um, so it's a co-branded solution there. Uh, it's been a bit of a challenge to get this started. I mean, moving products into China, there's a lot of regulatory stuff that you have to go through. And it's only, I mean, we've been shipping some products already since midsummer timeframe into Lenovo. It's just now that we finally got the clearances, the CQC requirements and the like. So sometime in this quarter, Lenovo will actually start shipping to their customer base too. So it's a really exciting relationship with Lenovo. Um, it's starting in China and with the M100. But both of our companies feel there's great opportunities to grow between us. They, they actually asked going in if they could have more than just China. But we thought it was a good start, seeing as though we have all these other relationships that are building around the world around our smart classes. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's good. It's great for today and our next generation products. A lot for us to talk about here on this podcast in the Small Cap Spotlight, Paul. So if, if it's okay with you, we'd like to extend uh, the interview and continue speaking and continue to talk about the company. Obviously, we're talking about Vuzix Corporation. The ticker symbol is V-U-Z-I. You could uh, find out more information at Vuzix.com. Our special guest is Paul Travers. We'll be right back with Part 2 coming up on the Small Cap Spotlight. And we hope you join us for part two of this conversation with Paul Travers, president and CEO of Vuzix Corporation. We'll have that upcoming episode, again, part two, coming up next week. You've been listening to the Small Cap Spotlight podcast heard exclusively on publicwire.com, your number one source for small cap market news. Join us again for another edition of this podcast as we feature a unique perspective from a variety of upcoming guests, including many company CEOs, authors, newsmakers, and many more. And again, part two with Paul coming up next week. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. You've been listening to the Small Cap Spotlight with host Dave Donlin on publicwire.com.